Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. This is Six Rings. The dynasty continues. And football things. The X, the Z, vertical routes. I love football, man. With your host, Andy Hart. Well, Andy Hart is a football genius. I'm not going to pretend I sit down and watch the All-22. Next question, Andy Hart, please. Nick Fitzy Stevens. Is that Fitzy with you this morning? Absolutely not, Fitzy. This just in, I'm dead inside. And Chris Shine. Derek Carr, however, is a guy I would ride tonight. I think Matt Patricia's a boob. Hello once again, Pets, Pals, and Foxborough friends. We welcome you to the latest and always greatest edition of the Six Rings and Football Things podcast, a presentation of WEEI, WEEI.com, and Odyssey 2400 Sports. I'm your host, your old pal, Nick Fitzy Stevens, joined as always by the wonderful original magic man himself, Chris Primetime Shime. What's going on, my guy? What's up, Fitzy? I gotta be honest with you. Uh, I haven't been doing a whole lot of football research lately. I've been watching. I am. I am neck deep in British Open. So, oh yeah. I. You know what? Honestly, I was interested in the golf, as the kids like to say. Yeah, when of course. We had our first live golf invitational, uh, which butted up against the U.S. Open, played at the fabulous Country Club in Brookline. Yes. Uh, I. I like many am. Uh, sort of consumed in the Tiger Woods drama, but I've been so into the football in preparation of training camp, which by the time we release this podcast will be but 12 days away. You'll likely be listening to this podcast either on release day, July 15th, 2022, maybe the 16th or 17th, because you enjoy a good weekend pod like any other Pats fan or member of Pats Nation. We're less than two weeks away from training camp, so I'm in it. I am neck deep. I am fully submerged. I am 11 laying back in the immersion pool. I am in the upside down of Patriots football right now, and I am ready for battle. And I hope you guys who have been following, listening, subscribing, and helping us drive to some near record numbers over the past month and a half or so, continue to tell your friends about the podcast at Six Rings Pod. If you wouldn't mind, like, subscribe, and follow. We are going to wrap up our positional breakdown series we've been doing over the past month with the final of the 11 positional groups on your New England Patriots football team. And those would be one of the most interesting and possibly biggest, dare I say, Shyamalima Ding Dong, biggest boom or bust group on the Patriots. And those would be the linebackers. Now, 
Um, you could almost say we touched on linebackers. Like you could say we touched on the offensive line when we talked tight ends. You could say we talked tight ends when we discussed offensive line with Matt Light a little while back. You could say, though, that we talked linebackers when we reviewed what we believe to be the strongest positional group on the Patriots, safeties, because as the NFL progresses and offenses evolve and offenses get faster and trickier and the playmakers more skilled, elite, and uh, ankle breaky, if you will. Now your safeties are starting to become uh, more integral to the linebacking core. Your linebackers are getting smaller and faster and almost more hybrid safety. Like gone are the days of the pepper Johnson's and the Ted Johnson's maybe even gone. Now are the days of the Donta high towers. And obviously Kyle Van Noy, a starter last season who returned for his second tour of duty in Foxesboro. Now he finds himself, on the highly valued uh, AFC West Los Angeles or Los Angeles, Los San Diego Chargers, as I like to call them. Turnover, turnover, turnover in the linebacking core this year, Shime. A lot of new faces. Yep. 10,000-foot uh, view, not necessarily a zip take, 10,000-foot view of the Patriots linebacking core as we head into camp. Yeah, I don't necessarily love it. It's a position group I think could arguably be one of the worst on the team. Like this and corner to me feel like the worst position group on the team. But I think the 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 good news here compared to cornerback is I think there's at least some variable to the linebackers where there is a potential for overachieving, right? Like mm -hmm. cornerbacks, uh, all the corners we have on the roster are all older guys that are relative known commodities aside from Jack Jones, Marcus Jones. But on Correct. the linebacker side of it, outside of Juwan Bentley, these guys aren't necessarily known commodities. Mac Wilson's only been in the league for three years. He started a ton his rookie year, and then it has gotten less and less over the course of his career. But we know basically nothing about Josh Josh Uche. We know basically nothing about Ronnie Perkins. Mm -hmm. um, so at, at least in, in Raekwon McMillan has shown that he has some ability, but we don't know a whole lot about him. We know basically nothing about Cameron Grone. So those guys are ultimately massive variables. They could suck or they could be pretty good. Um, I, I, ha knowing nothing about them and, and the fact that they haven't hit the field yet and they're none of them are rookies. Uh, makes me a bit weary, but at least I think there's some potential there compared to your cornerback position. We fear the unknown in this life, yes. Christopher Scheim. Definitely. And the New England Patriots linebacking core 2022 truly represents the great football unknown. Riddle me this, Pats man. Who's going to be your starting left inside linebacker, right inside linebacker, strong side linebacker. We don't know. Well, and that's what it's all about. They're gonna play, right? they're not, I, I mean, they're like everything is up in the start. air. I can literally tell you like two or three guys, Lawrence guy gives it everything he has and yep. is a utilitarian defensive lineman. Matthew Judon is going to be trying to get upfield and in the quarterback's face, every play bull rushing on the outside with like speed with his elite combination of speed, power, and football knowledge. And Christian Barmore is just going to be trying to blow up the gut of your defense. After that, oh, and DMAC, DMAC and Adrian Phillips are in the back and Kyle Duggar's all over the place. That leaves so many variables. So many things are going to be in play. Like, okay, they re-signed Long Juwan Bentley. Yeah, they like Juwan Bentley's resigned. Who knows if that was a stability move? Yep. If they really think he's going to be like the one single he base may just linebacker, be the play caller. He may like, just be the, the green dot reason. guy. That's it. Yeah. 
They were high on Raekwon McMillan last year. Tej's ACL comes back. They're still high on him, but is he 100%? Are we going to get anything from Anthony Jennings, or is he just going to be the latest Alabama slash mid-round linebacker flameout? The Harvey Longy story. Is it something that belongs? Great story. a lifetime hallmark of the football channel movie, or is he actually going to contribute who the hell is Jelani Tavai? And how did Matt Patricia convince Bill Belichick to bring him back to the team last year? Mac Wilson. Are we going to get something from the guy that we got for chase Winovich who basically was Josh Uche before it was cool to be Josh Uche. And will Ronnie Perkins or Josh Uche make an impact on the pass rush this year? Now that you lose the veteran leadership, poise, power, and presence of Donta Hightower. And Jamie Collins, who came back three times, and the aforementioned uh, Kyle Van Noy. It's just this weird thing, too. Like, long gone are the days of base 3-4 defenses, base 4-3 defenses. Like, 90% of the time this year, I would assume the Patriots are going to be playing with two linebackers or less uh, on the field. Like, it's it's good. It's not going to be very often that you're going to see three or more linebackers on the field just because yep. a, the safety group is so good. So mm-hmm. those guys need to be on the field and yep. B it's just, you need faster, skinnier guys because so many teams are going to pass and, and, and it's, it's kind of this too high world that we're living in. And so I just, I, it, I have so many questions, right? Like my, I think the, the ultimate question for me is, is where do these guys fit in? Because to me, Guys like Ronnie Perkins and uh, Uche and McGrone. Oh, it's S or get off the pot season for the first that And especially Ronnie Perkins, they don't feel like linebackers to me. They feel like those linebacker D end hybrids, Mm -hmm. like like your Von Miller, but not what not nearly as talented. Like Matt Uh, Judon. That's what Matt Judon. He's not a linebacker. He's no, but he's he's also not a D end either. He's not Chandler Jones. Right. So it's like he's weird hybrid pass rush linebackers and those are what i feel that's the the bucket i feel those guys are in so ultimately for me i i think the linebacker position is going to boil down primarily to Jawan bentley mac wilson raekwon mcmillan like those are the three guys in my head that make the most sense at least that are going to impact the actual middle of the field at like inside linebacker passion drive and patience What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Drowning in status updates and lost in endless emails? Break free with ClickUp.com, the one app to replace them all. Imagine a world where your team collaborates effortlessly in one shared space. No more chaos, just ClickUp. Your projects, tasks, and communication unified at last. Transform how you work with customizable views, seamless integration, and real-time updates. ClickUp is your shortcut to more productive days and happier teams. Join the millions of productive teams already streamlining their workflow. Visit ClickUp.com to get started. All right, so let's play a quick edition of Happy Town Sad Clown. Let's do and but when I say when I say Happy Town Sad Clown, I mean I need you to tell me which Patriots linebacker you think has the best chance 
of breaking through, turning heads, garnering headlines, and getting a lot of positive mentions on WEEI, on the Six Rings pod, and from Pats Nation this season. And I need to know which linebacker is going to make people want to hurl their craft beverage of choice, uh, laptop, uh, phone that they just used to make a wager at their flat screen TV, uh, or at least out the window this season. I'm going to go with the guy, the happy town. I'm going to go Raekwon McMillan. I think he'll probably, I feel like he will emerge as the best linebacker you have. Now, I don't know exactly how good that will be, but I think he'll be like your number one linebacker. Like the end of the season, week 18, he is your default, like number one on the depth chart linebacker and inside linebacker. That That is my assumption. Uh, sad clown. I mm-hmm. am going to go with, uh, I, I am, I am firmly in the camp of we're going to have a double sad clown of Cameron McGrone and Ronnie Perkins. Oh, like I think, I oh. think, there's, I think there's a good chance these guys get like put on waivers or cut in the middle <laughs> of the season and are like long gone. Uh, I just, I have oh. zero faith that they will impact this team whatsoever. I just, I, part, the one with Ronnie Perkins, a lot of it is, I just feel like Belichick already hit so much in that draft that he can't then also hit on Ronnie Perkins. There has to be somebody that falls apart in those early rounds when you hit on Mac Jones and Christian Barmore with your first two picks. Right. So you're literally like, not allowed to hit on every pick through the first four rounds. Yeah. I, so I'm just bet. So I am. I think the the Ronnie Perkins in me is more so a math play. I think Cameron McGrone is the real sad clown. Oh, I just don't I, think he's – I don't think – I think with the, the double ACL tears and stuff, I just – I don't think he'll be good enough to – fast enough to play. Now, see, it's funny because I was actually going to go with Happy Town being Cameron McGrone, a story oh. with high expectations because everyone said, I know that Belichick got him last year because he was injured in the fifth round and he ended up getting redshirted his entire fr- freshman rookie season. But now he's coming back. He's fast. You've gotten a lot of that sort of like, you know – um, uh, he would have been a second rounder. Here he comes. I know like we just recently experienced a Michigan flame out again, someone who should be able to rush the passer came in with lots of props and potential and chase Winovich. And he gets flushed out because it doesn't fit the system. I don't know if he wasn't good enough against the run. He was one of those infuriating in cases of maybe he is going to work somewhere else and he just doesn't yeah. fit the Belichick system. Says one week you'll see him just getting after the passer like he did in that 2020 rainstorm game against Baltimore, he was all yep. over the place. And then the next week, he's like a DNP. You know, like exactly it, it, like the linebacking equivalent of Jonas Gray. Like one week you love me, next week you hate me. You want to kill me, you want to kiss me. Why don't you go blow? It makes no sense whatsoever. None. For Cam and McGrone, I think we're going to finally see what a Patriots linebacker or what a modern NFL linebacker needs to look like because he's, he's saying all the right things, sure. Seems to have the right attitude. But if he comes back healthy enough, healthy enough now, because it'll have been like a year and a half post ACL tear. If he's healthy enough, he's quick enough, seems to be strong enough. He's going to look the part of somebody that can help defend that middle of the field chime that was absolutely an abomination in the second half of the season last year, particularly when they were getting carved up by Miami. Tua with the quick read options and somebody always open over the middle because the old linebackers were just a step too slow. Against Buffalo, when the Isaiah McKenzie's uh, and other, you know, other like slot receivers come in, they burn their safety or their corner, and there's no linebacker help over the middle. Cameron McGrone to me has the greatest chance to surprise people and have people saying, like Belichick knew he went and grabbed his guy, he sat on him for a while, he trusted his vets last year. 
He obviously drove them in well past the check engine light, but now he's got a fancy new car that he can take out and deploy in multiple capacities. The, the sad clown for me, the easy answer is Anthony Jennings, because I think we just need to already. Yeah. I've se- I, we've seen what Cook we've it. seen. Cook him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it's time to bang a gong and move on. There's a chance, though. I think I think Uche season could be real. I don't know if Ronnie Perkins is big enough. I think he, I think well, so it's, it's, you can be the Matt. Ju- yeah, you can be the Matt Judon of the Big Twelve. But if you want to be the Matt Judon, the guy opposite Matt Judon who draws Matt Judon comps, you need to get bigger and you need to be ready to take on three hundred and twenty-five pound brohemoths like Taylor Lewan. He doesn't Lewan run fast enough to play linebacker. He runs like Correct. a four seven forty, but not he's not enough. big enough to play D end. Like right. he's not gonna he's not gonna beat out guys like Dietrich Wise and Henry Anderson. He's just not. Um, and, and so, and I think that's where he's gonna fall short. And I. I don't hate the Uche like hype. Like I don't, I don't think he's going to be a tremendous linebacker, but I think he could make some plays off the edge. Like, again, this is a guy I think that is, it has some bend and some speed off the edge. And it was, he's very similar to, so David Ojabu was the first round or first round grade, but I, I think he ended up going in the second or third round for Michigan. Cause he tore his Achilles. Yep. Uh, like in the training camps prior to the draft. Oh, that was um, awful. Oh, I remember. And oh, that Andy, was terrible. Andy loves that guy. He thinks he, he is special and he has a lot of potential. And I see Josh Uche very much in that mold, maybe not quite as talented, but at least has that ability a little bit. And so if Josh Uche, in my opinion, has success, I think it'll be off the edge and not necessarily at linebacker. Right. Now, you and I were both a little disappointed on draft night for a number of reasons, yep. uh, whether, whether or not Cole Strange lives up to the requisite amount of nasty attitude and power that he's supposed to deliver to a revamped offensive line remains to be seen. You and I both like Florida State defensive and Jeremiah Johnson, Jermaine Johnson, Jermaine yeah. Johnson. Thank you. Who went to the Jetropolitans, who oh, had so one of sad. the all time drafts. It was so sad. The kid may end up being a stud. You've got all of these different excellent defensive ends, which technically is D-line, but also is linebacker adjacent. Uh, playing now, you got Jalen Phillips down in Miami. Yep. Uh, obviously, you got you got Jermaine Johnson with the Jets. They just picked up Carl Lawson, had an Achilles tear last Von year. Von Miller is now with the di- Bills. Von Miller is with the Bills. Uh, it escapes me the name, they, uh, the name of the kid that they got two years ago from Carlos Basham. Uh, yeah, like there's great linebacker DN hybrids all oh, over. Gregory the Rousseau is the R- other kid. Rousseau is the other kid from Miami second year yep. now playing in Buffalo. No, yep. and they have another one too from three years ago from Purdue. I, uh, you'll have to excuse me if the name's escaping me, but like there's pass rushing pressure and presence on the end on every team. And yeah. we talked about this in the D line episode, and we're going to revisit it one more time as we wrap our little linebacker breakdown here. Who's going to be the difference maker and provide pressure opposite Matthew Judon? Because if the answer is, I don't know, or maybe he's not on the team, or maybe we just have to scheme around that, then but well before these cornerbacks get a chance to get exposed, the D is going to be cooked because without any pressure, without any pass rush shine, without any confusion and trouble up front in the, the four, five, six, or seven you've got around the, the offensive slash defensive line, if you can't muddy up and push around the trench, then forget about your corners and safeties finding the time to cover these guys. They're toast. And and I think my 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 last thought on this too is that 
I think you can really criticize Belichick because I think there was some opportunities to to shore up the linebacker core. For the last two drafts, I've been saying we need to draft linebackers. Jeremiah Owusu Koromoa mm. fell into the second round. Oh, not this past year, the, but the Joker year in Cleveland. And oh, I was like, this God. guy's perfect. He's the oh. new age. He's the new age linebacker. He's the new the Keanu field. Neal. He's the new Tev- he, Yeah, like he- yeah, like he he can play linebacker. He can run stop, but he also can cover running backs. And, and I I love Belichick getting Christian Barmore in the second round, but I felt like you needed to get a guy like Owusu Koromoa as well. Um, almost more importantly. And, uh, and so to me, it's, it's kind of upset. And so I think if that weighs against Belichick, right? Like the yep. opportunity was there again, you had mentioned Jermaine Johnson as a pass mm-hmm. rusher, Owusu Koromoa the year before the opportunity was there to draft linebackers or, or pass rushers. And he didn't. And so if what he has doesn't work out, I think that has to be held against him. I'm going to, I'm going to say this name. And only because he was picked, I believe the Patriots selected Cole Strange 29th. Jermaine Johnson was selected right before by the Jetropolitans. Pats go Cole Strange 29th, I believe. I'm not looking at the Google machine. I believe selected right after, and I mean like immediately after the Cole Strange pick was announced. I don't think the chefs could have gotten the pick in any faster. Not just because he's an honorary Grecian. Uh, George Karloftis, I think there's a good chance we may be talking about, oh no, I wish we had that guy would have looked good in Foxborough. Big end who could pr- play linebacker, speedy, rushes the passer, coverage instincts, and just looks like he was pressed in the mold where they make football people. Yeah, it was just one of the. He was a. He was like a, almost like a dumbed down version of Aiden Hutchinson, and 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 he would have fit perfectly into a New England system. Like it doesn't get any more cookie cutter for what Belichick right. has always wanted to do with defensive end. was, you know, he's from Michigan and he's a natural Midwester, but looks like he work, hangs out with all his surfer bros. And yep. George Karloftis looks like he grew up working at the family restaurant, but also loves football. George Karloftis on a talent level is like right in between what you got out of Rob Ninkovich here and mm-hmm. what Aiden Hutchinson can be like, and he smacked yes! that in the middle, which yes! is exactly why I feel like he would have been ah! the perfect Patriot. And ah! yet you draft a guard instead. I don't get it. Oh, we, we could have called him Greek Ninko or Grinko. Oh. It would have been Greco. It would have been perfect. The Greek riot. The gra- <laughs> oh, Yasu Shime and Yasu to your health, to everyone who puts up with us, enjoys this podcast, gives us a follow at six rings pod. Tells their friends about it. Listens to the I, uh, you know, Apple, Spotify, uh, on Greekriot, on Grinko, or wherever you like to get your podcast. Grinko, well. where you copy papers. Oh. <laughs> I needed a little silly in my day. Oh, God bless you, Shine. Uh, and so that'll wrap up not only our quick preview here on the Six Rings Pod of the linebacker position, but all of our positional breakdowns, all eleven. You can go back to the previous ten episodes prior to this one. If you want to hear our positional breakdowns from safety to linebacker, receiver, running backs, quarterback, special teams, linebackers, Grinkos, and more, they were all here on the previous 11 episodes of the Six Rings Pod. Have you been dreaming about paying off credit card debt, installing solar panels, going to college, or even buying a plane? Yes, someone really did that. With a figure HELOC, your home can help you cover vacations, medical bills, retirement, wedding expenses, home improvement, emergencies, or a pool. The opportunities are endless. Unlock up to $400,000 and choose the fastest HELOC on the planet at figure.com. Faster than a bank loan, cheaper than a personal loan. Figure Lending, LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. 
And for a limited time, TEND is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Okay. Next and final segment on this truncated yet still fully loaded edition of the Six Rings Pod. Shime Time and I, in absence of Andy Hart, who is very busy this week filling in all over multiple day parts on the radio station following his three and a half month sabbatical. <laughs> we address the 235 pound failed first round wide receiver in the room or no longer in the room. That, of course, would be the legend of Nikhil Harry, who is now Nagon as he has been traded to the Chicago Bears. Fitzy, want to know the best part about this news? What's that? Guess, guess who's who? Uh, who is what? I mean, let me try that again. Okay. Guess who is now going to be able to step into that roster spot? Devonte Parker. Parker, I hardly knew her. Nope. Who? Even better. Talk to Lil, me. Little Jordan Humphrey. Little Jordan Humphrey. <laughs> what? <sighs> That's right. That well, there's a lot. Look, look. There are a lot of positives. I'm not here to lead the Nikhil Harry bashing bash party. I'm not oh, here. Okay. That you fine. You can do that. I wrote a piece yesterday. Even now it'll be two days prior since when you're listening to this podcast, folks about it's time for everybody to move on. Now that Nikhil Harry has officially moved on or been told it's time to move on. Uh, even me, a guy like who lives for every bad football joke, Pat's pun, dad, laugh, etc. We've been doing it for years. Like this guy has been the butt of the majority of jokes about the Patriots ineptitude at the draft, Bill Belichick's poor choices, offensive yep. inefficiency, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, we can all have, we all had a chuckle or we all angry texted our friends when he would fumble at the goal line, when he get called for holding, when he would drop a pass over the middle, when he would try to field a punt that he shouldn't have been back there for in Buffalo off the side of his helmet. The guy was too slow, too unprepared, and basically too in the weeds right from jump street by being redshirted for the first half of the season injured in 2019. He never gains Brady's full trust, never really gains the trust of the offensive coaching staff. You have guys like Cam Newton pumping his tires, calling him Doughboy, trying to talk him up, hype him up, bring him into the fold, make him part of the family. You would have thought that would have been his number one target. Hey, look, he's got his new Kelvin Benjamin. No, he didn't. It nope. never panned out for him. He was never able to find a role. And if he goes to Chicago now, in a trade that makes perfect sense for both parties. The Pats just need to move on from him, shake free yep. from the, the stench, the, the, the stink cloud of his inability to ever be a, a, a valuable asset, let alone a first-round talent on the Patriots. I mean, the difference between Nikhil Harry and Jamar Chase is as far as the difference between Lake Winnipesaukee and Lake Tahoe. I mean, we're just talking thousands of miles in terms of the talent gap. The Bears are re receiver needy and desperate. They'll gladly spend a seventh rounder two years from now on a flyer of a former first round talent. The Pats get a million dollars in salary cap relief. They clear a spot. So what little Jordan Humphrey or someone else can compete. Maybe Trey Nixon, who's balled out this camp. Yep. And the now Devonte Parker, that was the telltale sign. Devonte Parker gets his chance to be veteran Nikhil Harry. And that was the telltale sign when they went and traded for what they had hoped Nikhil Harry would turn into in Devonte Parker. It was not a matter of if, it was just a win for Nikhil Harry, Simon Foxborough. Yeah, a hundred percent. And you know, I, I knew that there was going to be some something had to give at the receiver position. There's just 
too many guys. I mean, even still at this point, you have Parker, Aguilar, Myers, Bourne, Thornton, Trey Nixon, little Jordan Humphrey, who I guess could both be on the practice squad, may get mm-hmm. cut, and then Matthew Slater, right? Right. So that's eight guys. That, so something had to give there, and that's not even including Ty Montgomery. That's assuming he counts as a running back. So if you count him, that's nine. So like something had to give um, when it came to receivers. And Nikhil Harry, it was it was his time to go. He just didn't fit. There was nothing that that he could have done, and everybody is going to be pissed at Bill Belichick for the rest of eternity for the fact that like seven other receivers drafted after Nikhil Harry are all studs in the NFL. So uh, it's just kind of it, it, it is something we or Belichick had to move on from at this point. He needed to get past it, um, and we as fans can finally now take a sigh of relief. Nikhil Harry is gone, and we are on to 2022. <laughs> And see, that's exactly why I put together that peace chime and why I'm taking this track because I need to be more focused and positively focused on the 2022 season. I want to enjoy the team. I, the mistakes have been made along the way. And perhaps this is a case where one team's football trash is another team's gridiron treasure. Uh, best of luck. God bless. Yeah. God speed. I doubt Go it. Get him. I don't and, think Drew, Justin Fields is going to be throwing many passes to Nikhil Harry, but if he same. does, great. Good for him. Yeah, exactly. But because I want to stop getting angry at the fact that he doesn't fit. I want to stop yep. being mad over where he was selected. I want to try to as hard as I can not to forget because I'll never forget. Mm. Uh, I'll never be able my... to forgive no. passing on Debo Samuel no. for it's right Nikhil here. Harry. I'm going to say it one more time and then I'm never going to speak of it again. Here's a, a Bleacher Report gridiron at BR Gridiron. Wide receivers picked after Nikhil Harry, 32nd overall in the 2019 NFL draft. Debo Samuel, four picks later, 36. Guy was literally begging to be selected by the Patriots. Yep. A.J. Brown, admitted lifelong Patriots fan. Now he's four years, $100 million with the Philadelphia Eagles. Who Nicole, you could have traded for on draft night Well, as you well, also could have had this offseason. Nope. Uh, I mean, they paid a pretty penny in a premium for him, but that's fine. Nicole Hardman, 56. He's now going to become like That's the pro- maybe the number one or number two receiver in Kansas City. And this is where it gets really painful. DK Metcalf, 64th overall. De- Deontay Johnson, who's a stud with the Steelers and maybe their number one receiver now. Fucking vacuum. For Mitchburg and Kenny Pickett. And he's got such good hands with that speed. Terry McLaurin, middle of the third round by the, the Washington football commanders. And Hunter Renfro. In the fifth round. Fifth round. And now he is going to break ankles. He's getting paid. And he's going to be part of the best third round package in the NFL. And the Patriots, basically, my comp is they spent $100 on Nikhil Harry. And all Belichick got back was a fistful of gum-covered dimes and pennies from the soda well in your car. And I suppose... You just look at it and say, it's better than a sharp stick in the eye. And you go inside, you buy a candy bar and you move on with your day at the gas station. That's it. Like it's, you have to, you can't live, like you can't live in a diaper of your own previously established sadness. Like you have to just like shower it off, clean up, grab a Bev and move on. Like Nikhil Harry being there was just a stinky reminder of what wasn't and what never was going to be. And the quicker we can move past it, the better. Uh, I also just want to take this one moment to uh, recognize all you Nikhil Harry stands that were out there. You're all a bunch of idiots. That's all I had to say, Fitzy. Thank you. (laughs) 
that includes the That's likes it. of uh, Matt Chatham and and others who who have vocally you don't, supported. You Nikhil don't know Harry. what you're talking about. Obviously, you don't see the, uh, the blocking that he's able to provide there, and yeah. obviously, he's a value. Like, where were you when Nikhil Harry threw that great wham block on where the? Where were you? The third and sixth, third and fourth. You want to know what? Them- None of Nikhil Harry's blocks were memorable. You want to know whose block I remember? I remember Michael Floyd's block in the middle of the field yeah. against the Miami Dolphins, not oh, Nikhil Harry. So the greatest it. blocks in history. Those are the blocks we remember. Nikhil yep. Harry was an absolute blockhead, and he blocked me from getting a Debo Samuel <laughs> or an AK AJ Brown jersey. Oh, damn it! Yuck! It's so like it. it I, I say this. I, I'm fired up for Devonte Parker to maybe be what we always wanted Nikhil Harry to be. And you'll see a million tweets and a lot of talk about that, maybe here, certainly on the radio and in the stands at Gillette this season, should he be healthy enough to be a positive contributing force to the team this season. Um, I, I I would say that it's Devontae Parker's job to basically be Nikhil Harry at this point. Um, but to just, to just sit around and think about what possibly could have been, uh, it's, it, it, I'm comfortable saying that hopefully now the Matt grows and other people in the front office have had a positive impact on preventing Belichick from going rogue, which yep. is what supposedly happened when everyone said, here are the receivers to take. If you want to go with a receiver at the end of the first round and Brady's likely final year. And he's like, yeah, it's okay. I'm going to do listen to an old buddy of mine went rogue, took Harry, and now he paid for it. So now Belichick maybe changes or adapts to a different drafting style had a great 2021 class. Hopefully 2022 works out. Maybe Tyquan Thornton is something down the line with that elite jet burner speed. But if anything else, Shime, we can now officially in the history and litany of Belichick flameouts of the Sean Crables, the Razai Dowlings, the Cyrus Joneses, we can now officially say, if nothing else, well, he's no Nikhil Harry, the official worst Belichick draft pick of all time. Uh, I would say second worst. I think Dominique easily. Dominique easily. Yes. But mm. uh, I I think Point even flip. bigger. I think even bigger for me, if Devontae Parker doesn't do anything for you, and that means you missed on AJ Brown, not once, but twice. I don't know if I'll ever forgive Belichick for that. That will forever be something I will always remember. Yeah. Like I think it's <laughs> like, and I don't, and it's, I'm not hoping for it. I'm not telling, I'm not being like, ah, Devonte Parker's going to suck. I don't really know what Devonte Parker's going to be because when healthy, he's fine, but or he's pretty good, but he just hasn't been healthy. So if he is as impactful or even just barely more impactful than Nikhil Harry, if he is, does not have a good impact on this offense. Uh, and that means Belichick missed on AJ Brown, not once, but twice. Mm-hmm. I will Punch Never the sun. Forgive. Yeah, punch, uh, yeah, yeah, I will. I will literally some smash my computer monitor <laughs> because I just I'll never forgive Belichick. Absolute sun punch on that one. Look, yeah. as Kyrie Thompson pointed out with us a while back on the radio and then on the Six Rings pod when we broke down wide receivers. Best case scenario. Now that you free yourself of having to like, uh, all right, fine. We'll draft Nikhil Harry for the kickball team. We'll try to figure out what to do with him. You know, he doesn't fit your scheme. You know, he's not going to work at your pro level. You hope that maybe this is a wake up call. He grows up matures, makes a positive contribution somewhere else, aside from giving radio, media, blogs, and clickbait cateers something else to talk about or troll over. You just, you you hope that Parker works out that way, shifting Aguilar to the inside, giving, everyone gets a few more reps because there's less concern over Harry, plus less worrying about what a negative impact he had on the team will make for the best possible New England Patriots offense in 2022 and beyond. And scene. Thank you, Nikhil. Thank you, Shime. Thank you, everyone who listened to today's podcast. 
That was our positional breakdown of the linebackers for 2022, as well as our posthumous thoughts through the Nikhil Harry era or error and his trade to the Chicago Bears for a pack of fruit stripes, some beef jerky and three Miller lights, a.k.a. a 2024 seventh round pick. You can give him a follow at Shime Time on the Twitter. I'm at Fitzy GFY. Andy will be back with us next week. He's at Jumbo Hart. I believe we may have one podcast or maybe two before camp officially opens. We'll do some AFC and NFC previews far too soon, predictions and more, and then get you fired up because once camp opens up on the 27th, we hop on that ride and we are there until February 2023 and more. Tell your friends, rate, review, subscribe at Six Rings Pod. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the time in the sun. Good luck. God bless. Go Pats. And thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.